is racism. Oh my god. Everything oh my god. is yeah, racism. Yeah. Everything, everything, especially the drops yeah. of muscle. Fuck everything gonna... up, man. The world was already teetering. Yeah. I was just fucking just <laughs> tilted. Well, then all, tilt. Then all the people are like, they're like, see, Kanye is right. The Jews took all his money away in two days. Oh, wow. He was right. Oh, <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, it's yeah. Like, it's like you can yeah. say you can yeah. say it's bad, but he's kind of right, you know? And it's like, oh, my God. Talk about he manifesting up. reality. Talk yeah, about no shit. He fucked up. It's not cool. He manifested his reality. He yes. sure did. Yeah. It's not cool, but what is, is, York. You're not going to fucking say nothing stupid like that and think you're going to be in business. <laughs> no. You're no. making all that money. Yeah. I wouldn't say shit. No. You know what? I wouldn't give a fuck. <laughs> but, they're, but they're saying there's a point. You get so big that you can you say know, anything. Trump did it. Oh, God. And well, now Kanye did it. But, but, see, but what's funny is like yeah. this is kind of one of the things the book talks about. Is this like, <laughs> do you want to be so big that suddenly you can just become like an evil shadow that nobody truly understands? Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Because I don't. Yeah. I, right. No, me either. No, right. no. My Those wife doesn't. I, I do. You do I, I want, want to. to. Well, yeah, because I want <laughs> to try to help At least he's honest. Well, yeah. I think some people yeah. want, think they I would will use regret their powers it. Regret of it. good for good. Thank I think you. some people go, oh, yeah, well, if that was me, I would do so much good in the world. It's like, well, what are you doing Right now, right, the little right, that you've got, are you right. doing good shit right exactly. now? Exactly, that's probably Chain, true. Right, yeah. but if you started off crazy, <laughs> you're gonna you end crazy. more money, yeah, yeah, and power, and yeah. especially power, not even the money, but right. influence. Holy crap, yeah. somebody I did not sing. No, I can't no. sing, I can't hold a note. My mama couldn't. <laughs> nope. Mm-mm. My mom right, was such yeah. a nope, good nope. singer. Like sitting next to my mom in church was how I started understanding harmonies. Because really? Yeah. When she sang oh, in the yeah. choir, but when she wasn't singing in the choir, and I would sit next to her, I could hear the melody and from, and she part. would be singing harmonies, and I'd be like, "Why? Right. Why is she doing it that way? Right. Why? The harmony. How does that work? You know?" Mm-hmm. And that got me so fascinated with because I thought she yeah, just magically knew how to do it. <laughs> I didn't right. know it was a skill, yeah. and that you know. I was just like, how now, is she making sing? those extra notes? Yeah, I've heard her, I just I heard do. her singing. She sings. Uh, even even yeah. clowning, I can tell if you can sing or not. Yeah. yeah. I heard her voice because she did something in the hallway, and I was like, oh, she sings. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh. She is always picking up on shit. I just, and I'm Shelly Smith, and yay! yay. <laughs> this is the show where we smoke weed and talk about books, and sometimes the greatest thing in the world happens, and you're sitting uh, with T-Money Green. And Jackie Wallace and your Karasiotis in uh, T-Money Studio in Detroit recording live. And we're going to talk about the book with the author and the subject and friends. And I've got weed and snacks on the table. And it's just a nice time. It is a nice time. He's into the snacks. The The good part is T. She can cut out your line whenever in the final edit so we won't hear you chewing. Oh, (laughs) Oh, no, no, no. I want the chewing in. (laughs) I want to keep the chewing. I can't help it. You was thinking about the smoker, and that was good. Well, so... We are here to talk about the book, um, Behind the Wall, which just came out, right, in the last six months? Yep. Yes, June. Yes. Yep. And uh, this is about T-Money, and Jackie wrote it. So, 
I saw Jorg post, Jorg and I are old friends, and real briefly, tell people how we know each other, Jorg. Um, Shelly and I work together all over the Midwest doing shows. Shelly is an amazing comedian for uh, listeners who don't know, a musician, uh, writer, um, podcaster, obviously, just all around media giant. And, I want to um, be the Jorg person explains me as you know (laughs) such a high such a he's a good hype guy he is i'm like god is that who i am it's it's fucking cool yeah and and everyone is so humble which you should be but unfortunately with this day and age in this day and age yeah you can't be you unless you tell people and shove it in their face they're not gonna know or remember and even if you You don't don't remember yourself but even if you don't even if you don't even if it doesn't matter to anybody else just the way it makes me feel walking around well, just yeah. at the grocery store right. to believe that about myself you know what i mean right yeah. yeah. trying yeah. to make you feel as good as you make me feel and oh everyone else God. that you speak to every single day look so, at you so i remember oh. when we first met because um aaron's going okay who else coming to the rehearsal who's coming to the party years ago at the beginning of the holiday show time and um she's like yorg i'm like yorg she goes oh you don't know York? Is this the first time you're going to meet York? Everybody knew we were going to be oh friends. Oh my God. And they're like, Shelly, York is here. And you're like, you're Shelly? And we just hugged and started laughing yeah. and playing I together. I picture that with York. We were York. just playing. That's York, how, how long Immediately. ago was that? I don't, maybe Ten. like 13 years oh, or okay. something. It was. Yes. Wow. What's going on? I Jeez, know. like, yeah, that's how it I goes, know. man. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yes, like, yeah, it just wow. flies by. Yeah, there's but no we were. Yes. There are no strangers for you, York. Yeah. Um, yeah. Detroit is small. It's yes. my favorite, though. Yeah, I've been when everywhere. People say, I love Detroit. When I people say it. small world, yeah. small world, I'll be like, no. Connected. The world is huge. Detroit's small. Detroit's small. Well, but yeah. also, we're also connected. Yes. yes. Like, yes. between the four of us... Yeah. And our right. people, right? Mm-hmm. We're connected to the whole world, yeah. you know. Oh, yeah. And I think yeah. about right. that a lot. Like oh, that's yeah, yeah. when I think small world. I'm like, how am I sitting in G Money's studio how I right feel now? Every day, yeah. every I time I'm here, you know, time. I'm like, what? But but that has happened to me a yeah, lot. Yeah, that's how it goes. And I, mean. I find myself, and I'm like, wait a minute, this is. This puts me so much more in touch with the people that I love, you know? So I love all the things you're doing, but I want to hear about everybody. So, Jackie, tell me how this... Okay, first of all, I just met Jackie, who is the author of the book, and then right before we came on, I find out she has a podcast. So tell me about all of your things. Oh, boy. First, we were lovers in in elementary school. Fourth, fifth grade. Okay, sure, sure. Uh, So elementary school lovers to start. High school sweethearts. High school sweethearts. No, I'm just joking. Um, All right. So how I met T is that how yeah, we're starting? Well, and yeah. your bi- okay. the things that you do. You're a writer, obviously, or a podcaster. Your kids are rising yeah, pop stars. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I have two kids' books out right now, and I have um, another book coming out in about a month um, that I collaborated with a psychotherapist, Liz Reed. Which I think you would like to smoke weed and read that one too. Mm-hmm. I think. Oh my gosh, <laughs> let's so do it's, that. It's called Leave Your Shit Here. So just yes. a little plug for that one. But um, yes, it yeah, does. it's, like it's all about embracing the negative side. I don't even Your need to read emotions. it. Yeah, <laughs> I don't even need to read um, it. I think I got it. <laughs> so I met T through um, an online... Um, Dating service? No, no, no. no. Come on, T. That don't tell us. everything. We, know, you know, we kept us. a lot of that stuff out <laughs> yeah, of the book we, yeah, for did. a reason. Uh, Damn, I can't remember. You uh, didn't hook us up. I'm no, surprised. no, no. No. Retro Kimmer. 
Oh, who is actually from I think your your neck of the woods, Ypsilanti. Ypsilanti. Yeah, she's got a blog out, very successful blog. She's had it for years, and she also did a online rock and roll magazine. And so, um, I met her through gigs that my kids were performing at, and she was there for her magazine, and we became friends at that time. And she told me about T Money and wanted me to interview him, so I interviewed him. Yeah. Um, I interviewed him at United Sound Studios, yeah, which was so studio. cool. Yeah. And so that was the first time I met you, yeah. and um, we had a photographer had a there. Interview. We yeah, did. We had a long. It, actually, the interview is posted right here yeah, in front. his office, yeah. so you can look at that after. Yeah, yeah. But we became friends ever since after yeah. that, and then he was on my podcast show called The Nooner Show, and the show um, we've done over 250 interviews to date. Wow. Um, and we interview people every week on people that figure out their purpose, take the leap of faith to do it. Oh, my Whether gosh. it's a side hustle or a business or um, we've had foodies, musicians, authors. Oh, what a fun um, topic. Other podcasters, uh, ah. comedians. We've had comedians on. Um, so it's just really cool. It's just listening to people's that stories of how they do it. And we really dig into mindset and stuff like that. So anyway... I've had T on the show. We became friends. Yeah. And uh, that interview that we did originally for the magazine um, got a little bit of traction. Mm-hmm. And it was fun. So he yeah. kept saying, you know, will you write my book? Will you write my book? Well, I mm-hmm. never took on anything like that. And I kept saying no. Right. And then I was on his podcast show. And, and I got high just from the weed around me. <laughs> so I ended up saying and yes. And show. And that was it. And that's. Oh, thank you so much for She's being a, here. Thank you. Solid, um, solid person. Uh, yeah. I will tell you oh, that Jackie you. is a, um, like, I think you're doing some life coaching, right? Yep, I'm doing life just coaching. Just being with her over mm-hmm. the years have, I, I've been able to, you know, that's just one more person that I would hate to see me fuck up. So, yeah. <laughs> you know how some people don't care. You need those. No, yeah. you need yeah. people you need to those. say, listen. My mother's gone now. Yeah. So now you're like, shit, I can do whatever I want. Then you yeah. say, oh, wait, don't you? No, I got Jackie to answer to. Right. Yeah. So it's yeah. just, uh, it was just another thing needed for yeah. me. Yeah. So I was very thankful to, uh, you know, hook up with her. Yeah. Oh, Thanks, look T. at this These crew are some we sad, got You know, here. because this is a whole, it's a, it's a, Glorious story as well as a sad story, too, because mm-hmm. we've had to endure different pains together. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and this is at a time, me, I, I've done so much since the age of 17 that mm-hmm. at 66, you know, I really don't want to do anything. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. then I'm like, yeah. but damn, then I have to, you yeah. know, because I just, I've gotten all these people involved in stuff. Yeah. I got yeah. a tremendous catalog that's sitting there. Yeah. That we're getting ready. I would like to sell that for a few million and then go back in the studio and start cutting all over again. Yep. That's what I would do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's just been a very transitional period for me. And yeah. I'm oh, shocked yeah. that I even did this interview because I said I wasn't going to do it because it's just kind of e- a lot of emotional shit yeah. going on with me. But I figure I can be big enough to still keep interviews. And anybody want to know or talk about me that I was supposed to show up and yeah. give them all I got. So yeah. And plus you, you had to deal with those. Here. Oh yeah. And plus there's stairs. Uh, <laughs> three, uh, th- 50, 52. 52 steps, right. 52 and the elevator's stairs. broken. Right. And the elevator's mm-hmm. broken. It's always broke. <laughs> oh man. I ate that. You know, and everybody just <laughs> runs past me and I'm like, save yourself. <laughs> 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 you know, as I'm crawling out of the last three steps, I'm crawling. 
<laughs> but you know, I just had my, uh, I get cortisone shots, and uh-huh. I just had them a yeah. week ago. So uh, the steps was cool. Yeah. The steps was cool. Two more weeks. It's yeah. Tw- that's what I was going to yeah, say. Yeah. Because of the steps, if I keep coming, it's going to kill the cortisol. But, yeah. Let's um, start making suggestions. You're like, can we can we get some sort of pulley system? Can we get like shit. a fire yeah. pole onto a bouncy house situation? <laughs> Something. Can you attach yeah. one of those chairs that it's I can strange. ride up the wall? Like, help well, me out. Since I knew they wouldn't, I said, well, let me lose some more weight. Well, so. the stairs. You're looking I've been good having fun with that. You're Thank looking you. good, though. Yeah, yeah. I feel good. That's too. good. Yeah. Well, I, I would say I life. will say that the oh, snacks, snacks are cool. healthy. The yes. snacks are healthy. Yeah, I just had Great. the blueberry snacks. Yeah. Spicy mango. I've never seen the waffle cones like that. That's awesome. I know that. I can't wait to tear into that. Yeah. Those do look good. So, how did the book come about? It came from an article. That you wrote? We started with that. Oh, okay, okay. Mm -hmm. And when you, so you talk a little bit in interviews at the end about the name behind the wall. And I'm wondering how did that come about? And what was the need? Like, because undertaking a book is such an ordeal that, like, you have to have a reason, you know, like a solid reason, probably like anything. Right. Or, Or you're compelled, like you're absolutely cannot stop thinking about the idea. So where would you think, like, what was the compulsion to write the book? What made it happen? What made it seem like it needed well, to happen? we can, you want to start with the, the title of the book? Because that yeah. you came up with the title. Yeah. The Behind the Wall. All I could picture <clears throat> was gold and platinum records on the wall, right? Mm-hmm. But behind that wall, it's all kind of stories. You don't just mm-hmm. get gold and platinum. Like, oh, let me just go out and get gold and platinum. No. So it's yeah. tons of stories behind all of the successes and even the ones that's not successful. It's just stories behind it. And then I wanted to tell it. But then a friend just recently told me, man, I read your book. He said, you know what, to you, the guy behind the wall pushing everybody over. Because I do help a lot of people. I mean, I never mm-hmm. said no. York asked me for some outrageous shit. I never say no. <laughs> outrageous I, I don't know how to York. say no there. You know what I mean? Like yeah. no has always seemed like the wrong answer. Yeah. Because something could pop off. I mean, I'm dealing yeah. with very intelligent and talented people. Mm-hmm. So I just say, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. But yeah. that was the thing. Uh, behind the wall, I wanted to tell the stories of what went on to get to those things and those successes. And I, yeah. I was asking... Jackie, what's she doing? And what's she doing? And it was no, no, no for a long time. And then it was like, all right, we'll do it. And we would meet mm-hmm. like once a week. Once a week. Once record a week, everything. Record mm-hmm. it. All she would always record it. And I mean, long sessions too. Yeah. I mean, we took up maybe two, three chapters each time. Mm-hmm. But what I didn't know is it took six years to do this shit. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at some old stuff in there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, your interview yeah. with somebody. Yeah. And I'm like, Damn, it was that long. Did ago. we talk about that? Right. Yeah, you yeah. know, it's just right. it's just amazing. Like even being here, somebody say, "Yeah, we've been here six years." I'm like, "Damn, it's six years already." Yeah, yeah. It's just things you don't pay attention to. Yeah, right. Until mm-hmm. it's just put in your face. Well, you know? yeah. part of it is you know life. I yeah. mean, it's not like we were a hundred percent just working on the book. We had so many other. You, you know, had so many things going on. Up. I had other yeah. things going oh, on. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, yeah, the pandemic showed up. Yeah. She would drop a bunch of food at my doorstep and drive home. <laughs> and there's all this food in here, and I'm dragging it in all weekend. <laughs> oh, man. You know, the 10 days was fun. I, I got really skinny on the pandemic. Yeah, uh, yeah. They should be able to give you that in appeal. You know, it just don't last for 10 days. <laughs> yeah, 
my God. <laughs> you get skinny. Yeah. I take it like, you know. Just get terrible sick I was a known pill popper at high school. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, so that must have been a very intense experience. Just kind of, had you ever really sat down and rehashed your musical life story like that before with anybody? No. Uh-uh, so that must have just, much. it's too then much. Who wants to hear this shit? <laughs> well, and it, it turned out to be sort of like therapy, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there, yeah, there were really many was. times yeah, when. Some sad moments. Yeah. Some really yeah. Good, yeah. Some happy moments. Yeah. And uh, I'm glad it's in a book now because I actually don't think about that stuff anymore. Yes. So I got it off. It was really something I wanted to get off. Yeah. And, you know, because you got people who try to belittle everything you've done. And if you got an audience, if a guy's got an audience over there that wants to talk bad about you, well, then he's got an audience that's going to listen to bad shit about yeah. you. Yeah. It's not, with it not being the truth, I have to just keep being me. Because yeah. a lot of times I'll be wanting to switch up and turn this into something else, but I realize I did do all this shit. Yeah. It'd be different if he was fake, you know what I mean? Like, like, Absolutely. Like right. when I got with Dre and he was like, didn't you say you knew George Clinton? I say, I told you, he's like my dad, man. What are you, he talking about, he's in the other studio. Can you get him? I was like, that's a piece of cake, George. And I went around there, <laughs> looked in the room, George looked back. He said, I knew somebody had permission to be funking down there. <laughs> For real, George be saying, them, he knows one-liners, man. Yes, he just yes, got that shit to yes, a T. Yes. I took him down there, Dre's mouth hit the floor. And I mean, it just showed that I can, I could do a lot of stuff. A lot of people... Like, I wonder sometimes, did I do too much? You know, because it, really yeah. it really made the higher-ups, like, is he trying to take over? And I'm just, oh, I get I'm it. just being me. Mm-hmm. By the time I got to death row, I had already had gold records and success with the dramatics and five specials. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So uh, it, it would have been hard to go in there like the musicians they were used to, yes. which was guys just who just learned how to play a little something. Yeah. I went in there, and it was like the Motown sound meets death row. Yeah. And I brought mm-hmm. all musicians from here, all of mm-hmm. them. And even the ones that I'm having fallouts that hate me now, I felt good bringing them in, and it made me look real good to bring in one more great guy. Yeah. How often do you get that? Mm-hmm. You ask the guy to bring, you know any musicians as good as you? And I said, hell yeah, you crazy? And I started bringing them in one by one. And mm-hmm. each, of, each one of them was as good or if not better. Mm-hmm. It's a couple of them I brought because I knew they were better than me, but it yeah. just made the whole thing look good. So I sometimes wonder, you know, they want you to stay behind the wall. Well, yeah. and I also think it should just be a more celebrated skill because for me, I love being the connector. Like mm-hmm. I love two things that the, that are the same as you. As one is I say yes if the person asking me is someone that like I admire slash fear, you know, because I'm like, if there's, I've said no to things where I was like, that's going to be a dumb project. But Mm -hmm. mostly if somebody fabulous says, do you want to do this thing? Even if I'm scared and I don't know if it's going to work, I want to say yes. Right. Which gets me in over my head sometimes. And I give too much. And then I'm like, what? This thing's falling down around me and I'm giving too much. So like I relate to all of it. But the skill that I think we can celebrate that is like, I think it is a really recognized valuable skill is being the connector, being that person that goes, I know somebody. Like when I can connect a musician to a band or a, you know, even like you need a roofer. (laughs) I I know a roofer. Like I want to be that person. It's like just, just no credit at all. It's just pure fun to be like, 
now these people know each other. That's right, so great. Right, or right, these right. musicians are playing together now, right. and I made that shit happen. Yeah. And that seems like a really I like that. I do joyful. Too. Yeah. It's a really joyful thing mm-hmm. to think like, man, I just sort of casually orchestrated this magical yeah. happening, and just you know, wow. when that happens. This is my, uh, I'm having therapy right now. <laughs> you know, because it's being in it painted in a picture where I can really recognize it. Otherwise, some things just go right past me. Yeah. Oh, But the no. way you broke it down, you mm-hmm. know, I was able to recognize it a lot more. Well, there was a book. I think it was a Malcolm Gladwell book. Oh. Or uh, like The Tipping may- Point? Maybe, or? where he talks about, like, there are people who have a type. And a friend of mine called me. This mm-hmm. was years ago. A friend of mine called me and said, you're the connector. And he was all excited. We each talk, oh. talked nerdy business books back then was our That's thing. The other one. And uh, I think it's called Blink, maybe. Yeah. Yep. Oh. Yeah, that's another one. But anyway, there's the concept of like you're the person, like mm-hmm. the, the dispensary that I used to do my comedy show at for about ten years on Main Street in Ann Arbor. They got to where they'd be like, hey, don't you have an insurance guy? And I'd be like, yeah, oh, there, they, there you go. Hey, do you know anybody that needs a part-time job? Mm-hmm. I'd be like, absolutely. We need a three-piece <laughs> band for this event. I'm like, got it. You know? And I'm like, right, right. you know what? I fucking love being that person. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's a pure delight yep. for me. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. do you want a referral fee or something? I'm like, no. <laughs> no. This is my shit. This is my shit, you know? I love being this. This is my yeah. jam. This yeah. is like my secret mission. I don't want it to be my job because then it would start to feel like work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, plus mm-hmm. then you would have to place like a monetary value right. on the connection. Right. Which and is, that's the hard part, right? Yeah. There. That's the, that's fun. the oh, hard that's, part. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. the part where you need the manager now because I don't yeah. like talking money. Yeah. I know. Right? No artists do, and that's why we don't make any money. Right. <laughs> that's what. Well, so. But you need York. I always told York if he was in Hollywood, man, he'd be fucking rich right now. Yeah, it's, it's you got the though. right energy. You're almost in the wrong city with the right yeah. energy. Well, but you, Detroit, yeah, it's a lot getting ready to pop back up mm-hmm. in here too. They're putting a lot of money in mm-hmm. places. I'd rather work with the talent and try to break them because there's more talent here than anywhere yeah, in the whole yeah. world. I, I, yeah. I, I agree. I've been and around. Been, I'm not, yeah, we've been around. Yeah. You know. we've, we've been showing them yeah. off here too for yeah. six oh, years. So let's talk about that for a second because, okay, wait, I want to go in some sort of order so I don't want to forget this question. So I used to work for five years at the Firefly Club in Ann Arbor. Okay. And do you know if your dad played there? What uh, years was he... The, his last I'm few sure years. He played there too. Oh yeah, Ann I'm Arbor. sure he that played was there. the jazz place in Ann Arbor. Arbor playing a lot. Um, it, man, you know one thing about my dad—he never stopped. So years mm-hmm. just ran into years and decades. He just yeah. never stopped. So I can't really say exactly when. I know the end for him going to Ann Arbor happened in 2015. Okay, he took his keys. It was winter. He went into a ditch. Yeah. But what we didn't know is he was just starting dementia at mm-hmm. that point. Mm-hmm. But uh, he played everywhere up there and everywhere. And I he mean, was like 85, yeah. wasn't he? So can you give right, us a right quick, because um, this is part of the book, this is your, you know, your first musical influence was your yeah. father, who was a longtime Detroit area musician and, and musician who was also a bassist, right? right? Yeah. So can you just tell a little part of that story? Just yeah. learning from your dad, but not really in the upside down bass. Yeah, yeah. right. 
Okay, yeah, because okay. learn when you say learning from him, I don't know that story, right, but right, I know right. not learning from him. <laughs> yes, yes. But I watched him teach everybody else. Right. I just had the chip on my shoulder. He caught me playing his bass one day, and I was imitating this Jimi Hendrix poster I had. Yeah. Because we had the same color guitar, but Jimmy had a lead guitar and I had the bass. Mm-hmm. So I held it up just like Hendrix. Mm-hmm. And I actually learned a couple Hendrix songs and a couple other things sneaking and playing my dad's bass. Mm-hmm. And then one day he caught me and was like, what are you doing? I said, well, Dad, I was thinking maybe playing bass. He said, well, you playing it wrong. You will never play like that. Put my bass up and don't touch it. Mm-hmm. So I was like, damn, all right. But I had learned a couple songs already. Yeah. He said I would never that key word never with me. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I get it. I'll show you. I, get it. I, get I showed it. him never with royalties and gold <laughs> yes. records and, and, and a lot of love, too, because my yeah. dad needed yeah, me yeah. a lot of times. I had yeah. to help. I'm glad I made it. I didn't come from the, the kind of families that, you know, you got your parents back. You know, I mean, they supporting you and this and right. that. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No. My mother, you know, I was told, I'd be glad when you get 18 so you can get a job and help us pay these bills. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. A lot of my white friends didn't hear that. What they heard is get at 18 and get your own place and get out. And then that's what starts them in it. I, I'm yeah. the guy, I thought you were supposed to be at home forever, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Especially when you go to spending twelve and $18,000 and 5000 when you wasn't expecting it. Yeah. So uh, he, my dad was fantastic. He just didn't get the respect. He's on the cover of a magazine over there right now. I mean, a book. Oh. It's called Just Jazz Detroit. It's got all Detroit jazz uh-huh. artists. And really nice book. Uh, he, man, he taught me how to, in our basement, would be all musicians rehearsing, black, mm-hmm. white. That's why I never had any color problem. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nobody, you know, can ever say that, oh, that T. Green, oh, that motherfucker. You know, uh, most of my friends was white just starting off. But my dad... You got a lot of great people, you know, and it just really came down to people. So yeah. Will Austin was was what he needed to be for that household. If he cared a little more about himself, he might have dumped, left us for a minute and went to New York with Yusuf Latif and all of them mm-hmm. when they were calling mm-hmm. him. He would have been even bigger. Mm-hmm. But he was a guy said he's he's something that I wasn't because he said, no, I'm going to stay here and raise my family. Right, and, right. and fortunately, I was the the first one. And I wasn't his son. Oh. So for him to have the love that he had for my mother was important. Mm-hmm. And for him to stay there because I needed him to. I used to have asthma problems. He had to get up middle of the night, walk me around, you know, mm-hmm. do all kind of stuff. So Will was the dad that I would never be. I mean, my kids, when their mama started going crazy, I'm out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You don't think about the kid. I send y'all, don't worry, I'll send you some money, you know. Yeah, yeah. But he was like there. And then yeah. That, you know, so yeah. Will Austin was a great musician i think his he's he shows up more now on the internet mm-hmm. so if you look up will austin bass player before his name wouldn't come up at all mm-hmm. and now it's coming up and they you know they always spoke good of him he was a badass bass player yeah and he played motown stuff too but what it was at the end of the week barry gordy when it's time for you to get paid right mm-hmm. the pimps and the hoes would show up with the drugs mm. And all the musicians was hooked on that. Oh, mm-hmm. shit, hey, Trixie, hey, yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. My dad wouldn't do shit. Oh, yeah. And so when it came time to get your check, you know, his is all full and shit. It's yeah. like, oh, we got to oh, get yeah. rid of this guy. Oh, my gosh. You know mm-hmm. what I think about is like, so reading this book and realizing how many musicians 
I know with kids now, you know, because I've grown up with my musician friends and their kids, right. and now some of their kids are musicians, you know, and right. watching like the lives that they're seeing right now, the kids, sometimes right. I'm like, I hope this kid turns out all right. Well, around some, like I would have as a child been super fascinated to be around a, mm -hmm. because I was from this real like super tiny town, tiny little neighborhood, you know, very like rural kind of mm -hmm. deal. And was fascinated by anything different than yeah, that yeah, yeah. <laughs> and i craved it but if you're that kid like now that i live in this area and the mu musician community that i see and all the crazy things that the or maybe you're just not tuned into it when you're a kid you right. don't understand things are crazy you only understand yeah. with hindsight but as an adult right yeah i'm watching some of my friends kids going like I'm really praying this is a resilient kid. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This, this is nothing to uh, joke about. Yeah. And I did come up at at least a good era when it was a lot of clubs, all bands were working, everybody mm -hmm. could do something. You know, yeah. now you got two, band, you know, two gigs and everybody fighting for them and stuff. I know. Yeah. yeah. Just wanted to interject before yes. we move on from it. The, it's very pertinent how he said that he learned Jimi Hendrix songs. Why is that? Because Jimi Hendrix learned to play guitar upside down. He did not change the strings, which means that for everyone else, the low string at the top is the lowest string. For Hendrix, the top string is the highest string. Do you right. understand that? I kind of do. That, yeah, go ahead. To correct yeah. that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Hendrix did change his Oh, strings. he did it up. When did he change them? He changed them from, from the bell. Here's the problem. Yeah. I didn't know they were changed. Oh. I'm just picking <laughs> up the bass. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, his strings were changed. Mm. Hendrix was actually, you know, like left-handed or something. Well, he was, yeah. yeah I'm right-handed. Oh, but you I just. I just play upside. You know, I just picked the bass up and stupidly but, played upside down. But I, but I, I want to I want to move into I want to move into then I want everyone to really know why T Money is so incredibly special. Every single bass line you hear, no one is ever going to play bass like that. No one. All of the best bass players, nobody plays. Right, I mean, maybe I'm a playing couple. Upside down. Upside down. I'm playing upside down. And so now, now you're now you think about this. All your favorite early hip hop songs are his base so mm -hmm. did he and i argue that he created a whole genre i, mm. I think i did and, and when they gave mm. me uh, wow this guy gave me he said t this is a lot of the songs you played mm -hmm. in death row that you know the ones that didn't come out and man i, I blast him in here sometime and enjoyed it man i was playing a lot of bass and the only reason why i pat myself on the back of playing a lot of bass it's because I remember when I couldn't play. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, my yeah, God. Yeah. You know what I mean? That was, it seemed like that wasn't so far away that I, I couldn't play. But, yeah. I mean, it was a, a lifetime ago. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. You know, but uh, that left hand, that playing upside down thing, it's got something to it because my daughter plays. Oh. Now, at three years old, she had never seen me play or anything. Uh-huh. We playing, you know, we she's strumming on the. The little folk guitar, you know, yeah. Mm -hmm. And I said, "All right, you play," and I gave it to her the right way. And she didn't and want. She flipped it she over. Flipped, oh, <laughs> it must be. And then I was like, "Hold on, bro. no, no, no." Instead you of did it too. It's you'll never play. Yeah. Put my shit up, you know. Just instead like of that, dad, just like your dad. Yeah. Instead yeah. of that, I gave it to her again, and she flipped it back. I was like, "Okay, whatever you want, whatever you want." And she plays like that today. 
Wow. And she sings and she's writing songs, you know. And I'm, I'm, yeah. So. Well, and T, in those early Death Row songs, can I argue that the percussion and the bass and the vocals are really the only actual natural instruments? Well, that was the on. reason. That's, that's so you got to think about that, Shelly. Just the think about that. Everything the else is a sample. Everything else is just an old song yeah. sampled. Yeah. How do they make it their own? You yeah. bring in a yeah, bring in real group. musicians, Yo, but yeah. not so, many, not like a lot, not like well, uh, like ten uh, guitars. No, and, no, just no, one just, guitar player. Yep, one yep. percussion player. Yep, me. Yeah, yeah. And then Dre knew how to make the drum beats do what mm-hmm. what they do. Think about well, that. What was fascinating for me was because I've known your music for so so yeah. long, yeah. and to hear you saying. Because you you came from a jazz background and then you were with the um, Dramatics, which was more rhythm and blues with a singing group, right? right? And then, um, and then once you started getting into the Death Row stuff, you were kind of like, "What is this even? Like, do we even like these people? Is this for real? Is this just a fad?" You were like, "I went from be my girl." I got over there, and it was like, "Bitches ain't shit, but the hoes and tricks." (laughs) I was like, "Huh?" Yeah, yeah. And then it was always, "I don't give a fuck about a bitch." I was like, "Really?" And then you know, next thing I I caught on. I caught on before I knew it. I cussed a couple people. Well, that's what I was thinking. Like I. I remember going like, oh, I love this music. Uh, even when I first was listening to this music, I was like, I love this music, and they're mad. And <laughs> yeah, I'm not mad, mad right, listening right, to yeah, it, yeah, yeah. but right, I'm right. just glad, like, I like the beat, I like them just, somebody just rawly expressing themselves, mm-hmm, you know, right. but also it, through, I think, hearing you say that reminded me, because everybody's so used to it now. Right. Like, we're so steeped in it now. There's so right. many different genres of it now. But hearing you say that reminded me that when that kind of started in a major way, yeah. it totally freaked people out. I, I know, forgot. Right. Yeah. People yeah. were right. scared. Right. You know. Right. And then was, it was they was assaulting a couple of ladies on purpose, like uh, Dolores Tucker. She's a yeah, Dre, Dre, you know, Dre. she's one of those um, you know activists and stuff. And they was bitch this, bitch this. Mm. I couldn't believe it. Uh, yeah, I never changed. Yeah, I stayed the same, but. It, it it did influence a lot of people, and you know, people pick up that influence different ways. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, where I picked it up is that when I came back home from Dre, I booked a studio like for three years, and I was constantly in the studio, mm-hmm. loving it every day. And I, a lot of young guys that was coming in, I taught them how to thread the tape. Mm-hmm. You know, you want to be here, learn how to do this. Now they're producers. Yeah, yeah. You know, one or two of them even produced some stuff for Eminem. He even. I was like, damn. I was like, you yeah. owe me a few dollars. <laughs> you know, but yeah, being a connector has is, is been a great thing. It just hurts when people seem like they have a problem letting you know you've been the connector. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that hurts. Yeah. For, that, mm-hmm. that right there, if nothing else, if I bring a guy, yeah. percussion, guitars, to a life-changing situation, you yeah. don't have to do nothing for me. I called you. Yeah, yeah. So that meant I thought highly of you to call yeah. you. And and then when you get in there after a year or so, and somebody say, "How'd you get there?" Well, man, Dre called. You know, called me one day. Yeah, yeah. No, something happened before Dre called yeah. you. What was it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right, Tony Green. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, I watched the Dramatics do that to me on uh, Arsenio. Not Arsenio. Uh, Magic Johnson had a show. All right. I got it on my page too. And Magic was like, "Man, Dramatics, y'all my favorite group. How did you get with Snoop? Man, you guys are older than this now." 
And Ryan Banks, the guy that brought me into the business and oh, everything, right, right. he was like, Snoop Dogg called us out the blue one day. And uh, <laughs> he was calling it, And then the guy who would never give credit was like, no, no, that's not what happened. I, I old bass player Tony Green went out to California and met those guys, and they wanted us to do something, and here we are. Yeah. How yeah. hard is it to do that? Yeah, mm-hmm. I wonder what it is in our memory that because, okay, so I'll give you a crazy example. Jorg will love this. I am trimming weed for a friend a couple of days ago in the basement like you do and um you know you show up to the trim table and you don't know who's going to be there mm-hmm. maybe some regulars maybe a newbie and i'm talking to this guy chad and i know chad he lives directly across the street from aaron he's sometimes at the parties you've probably met him mm-hmm. he's a musician i know this but then he goes so how did you and aaron meet and i said oh you know we used to go to this um, open mic. I used to. I met her at an open mic with Root Stand. Was, he's like, yeah, it was my open mic. <laughs> I was Root Stand. Aaron was in the band, mm-hmm. and I was like, holy shit! Because yeah, I realized yeah. like he was our connection. You he remember. forgot yeah. it. I forgot well, we it. We forgot. T forgot how he met Jackie until we yeah, started. Yeah, we forget yeah, it. So, like, yeah. w- th- what I always try to do on this show is go, how did we know each other? How did mm-hmm, we know each other? Because mm-hmm. I have all these old friends. And we mm-hmm. usually, like, when Jorg and I did it, when, I mean, when uh, TJ and I did it, mm-hmm. when Aaron and I did it, we were like, how did you meet? We, we had totally different stories. Oh, of like yeah. how like, that's it not how it went. You're like, oh, like yeah. no, 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 no. Remember, we were yeah. both at that party, and they're like, oh shit, no, I forgot. Yeah. I, know. I was all into my own shit, but like sometimes yeah. people don't remember you because of their own shit. Like it has nothing to do with anything. Oh yeah, that's true. You know? And I'm a, you know, and I'm a like, I'm a roll with that excuse you just made right there, <laughs> and, and, and give a couple people a pass because maybe it's because of your own shit. It's your own shit. Because like I know for me, for a long like Jorg and I do this holiday show, and we do it every single year in in Ann Arbor, and you know what it's like. Like all of a sudden, those people know you better than you know them. Oh, They've had three hours to stare at your face, mm-hmm. and you maybe saw them in the dark over there for a half second Mm -hmm. but they feel like they know you right and every time somebody goes oh you don't remember i helped you guys with this that year and you're like (laughs) no (laughs) No, i just look in their face i go of course come here baby oh my god thank you that's what i do when i'm super nervous and high my brain doesn't work (laughs) 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 sorry I'm sure you're amazing, and we have photos together, yeah, and I right, signed and something, right. and I love you. Yeah. I'm positive. I can yeah. tell. You'd be like, no, we did more than that. <laughs> <laughs> no, we did more than no, that, No, remember baby. we drove 400 like that miles that night. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. We came back with a kangaroo. Is this not ringing a bell? <laughs> like, okay. So let me see. Do I even remember how I met York now that you guys are really talking yeah, about it? Yeah, yeah. Can I tell it really yeah, quick, T? Okay, I, I want to hear his I want version, everyone to know... Um, well, first of all, I, I, I'm honored to be here. I'm, I guess I'm a mini connector with getting this podcast going. Thanks yeah, for yes. um, Thanks, connecting. Yes. Um, but uh, it, it is true. T and I have had five and a half years of a live stream show called Hyped Up Live Sessions. And yes. I got mentioned in the book. I cried. Woo! It was amazing. But really what it was was T was on a bunch of um, podcasts here at the Russell Industrial Center in Detroit. And he'd show up and everybody was saying, yeah. Yor, you got to meet Team Money. Olin, Olin Ezra, actually. You got to meet T-Money, got to meet T-Money. And at the time, I was doing what, in my mind, I was doing funk soul music in the studio. And we were just playing the bass lines ourselves. 
And so I asked T-Money to come play bass. I met T-Money. We hit it off. Oh. I asked him to play bass, and I produced, I co-produced two tracks with him. And to me, they were the greatest songs I've ever personally been a part of. I felt that way. I, I, I didn't. T loved them. But on Christmas night, because remember, we, we recorded. It was, I don't know how, it was 11, 12 years ago. Right. Uh, Christmas night, or Christmas Eve, I'm at my family's house. And I get this call from T Money Green, and we had just recorded the week before, so this all happened a week before Christmas. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And and T called me to tell me, you know, York, I think you're one of the most talented producers I've ever worked with in my life. Yeah. And I oh, and I yeah. cried. Of I barely course. knew him, and I told my family. I said, you know, you know what makes that so special? I was at Hudson's, and I tricked my mom into buying doggy style <laughs> when i was in hudson's? oh my god <laughs> yeah i'm gonna say hudson's hudson's used to have an electric an electronics area upstairs yeah so it's like my fifth album yeah. ever is doggy style so in my mind 11 years ago i'm 29 32 i don't know how old i was somewhere around there 32 i'm thinking i made it yeah i made it mm -hmm. i t i've i everyone's like where do you get all this um where do you get all this uh, uh, confidence from? I, it was because of that night, one of the greatest nights of my life. And I love you wow. forever. I'll oh never forget that, wow. T. So. You're the man. Yeah, I, wish so. was in high. I can't wait to tell you to pack. Um, <laughs> but you know, I, yeah, someplace we're going to take yeah. by storm. Watch. We I mean, will. You don't never will. know. I'm really quiet. Yeah. Oh, the moves I'm making now because I used to say them out all the time. Yeah. You know? oh, it's better. Yeah, I just think it's better yeah. to, that mm -hmm. I just continue to do what I yeah. know I can do. Yeah. And then that way I don't have to feel like I'm getting somebody else's opinion right. on what I know I can do. Because yeah, everybody's right. got some kind of... Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's, there's so many people that are ready to tell you that it's already been done or right, it's yeah, going to yeah. work. It's like, right. oh, you're a little late to that game, aren't right. you? And you're like, yeah. no, <laughs> exactly the right time right. because this is when it's happening right. right now. This is when I thought of it, you know? And I never think about, like, there's amazing stars that are being born right and there's your kids right your yeah. kids are doing this massive thing and nobody's going like oh it's already been done you're too mm -hmm. late to the game it's like no they're doing it their way right mm -hmm. right now right. right and that's all you need exactly. you don't need to think about right. when I, you're always where you're supposed to be yeah well, one thing that gives me a lot of confidence yeah. in life is when you realize especially you know most of the things that are toxic and sort of terrible like a portal to hell from the internet what's great <laughs> is if there's any weird small thing that you're really super excited about you can find a bunch of other people too right you know yeah, yeah. And right like yeah. wait a minute there's groups of cowboy dancers yeah, i need right. to know right. a lot yeah. more about that <laughs> yeah. you know right. and you right. can find your whole damn tribe right. of people yeah. Yeah, right yeah, and right. that's all you need is exactly. your little crew of people there's eight you billion know. people yeah. Yeah, yeah there's plenty so you're you right. find your thing and you just find your people and right. you know and and they'll find you when you love you. it mm -hmm. yeah yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. so they what yeah they find you and yeah. what so what's cool about uh so this book t is the story um of tony t money green uh from about age 17 to probably just a few years ago right yeah. Yeah. yesterday then, yeah <laughs> yesterday <laughs> well officially the story in the book wrapped up around 2020 right, right. or 2019 yeah. or something so yeah. it covers a lot of ground and a lot of lessons and so 
when you so I am taking from it like it's a story of like there's a lot of people behind the scenes and also you're going to learn all these hard lessons on this road that a lot of artists and just humans in general are taking they, they think they're headed on this path right. but what life is doing to them along the way right makes it so foggy at times right. and so like should I keep holding on to this you, <laughs> train you are nailing it. Yeah. 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 yeah yeah so going into it were you just trying to get the story on paper or were you trying to shape it into the, the theme that's of, a great question yeah that's uh, a great question so go for it, Jackie Tell I, oh I'm going to <laughs> yeah, you, I I, I'm excited one. when somebody really gets the the message right. the controlling theme of the story yeah okay. which you did so thank you oh, good. um i feel like i just won yeah <laughs> won a prize <laughs> let's see what do you want Off you the code. oh i'm gonna get one of these yeah, yeah. The that's um, so when we started it because it was an undertaking something i've never done before um you know, I, I recorded every conversation, thank God, because you think you're hearing something, and mm -hmm. then you go back and you listen, and it's like, oh my gosh, I missed the whole thing. Yeah. So when we started it, I was just writing everything down, mm -hmm. and about a quarter of the way, I scrapped the whole thing, because... I really started hearing a whole different story. Mm -hmm. It wasn't just a bass player or a musician who, you know, um, worked his way into a lot of great opportunities, which, yes, that was part of the story. But the real story was I wanted it to be relatable to everybody that, you know, you didn't have to be a musician to, to relate to the story because mm -hmm. we all have seasons of our life where we're helping so many other people and they move on and we're still in the same spot mm -hmm. with nothing and so that was the real story and also the the you know your the path is of just of life is difficult for mm -hmm. everybody everybody goes through their peaks and valleys their seasons of good and bad and and the thing about team money one of the the things that i really liked was and in the important message was he never gave up and he he could have and he should have really <laughs> there were times that you know it's like why would you keep doing this bullshit right. um but he didn't he stayed with it and so that was how we evolved the story yeah yeah the thing that i love about it because i love stories when you're like who wants to listen to this <laughs> when right, we were yeah. talking about like how it came about um <laughs> i do i want to hear everybody's stories you know because yeah. i think it's such a healing thing i agree you don't know someone right until you've asked them like 30 questions mm -hmm. you know five questions in you're going Oh, I wouldn't have thought that. Right. Mm -hmm. And then two questions after that, right. you're going, oh. Damn, I didn't know you at all. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, <laughs> exactly. So 30 yeah. questions in, you're True. like, okay, yeah, my cousin was like that too. <laughs> you're totally bonded yeah. yeah. in right, right. some way, yeah. Yeah. in some way. So. And you're helping them out too because they don't even think that deeply every day. And then they like you more because you just brought out something else in them while yeah. you're asking them the questions. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. right. Well, and just – the ability to tell your whole story like that, it allows you to see the lessons. Like, I remember reading this book. It was some sort of, I feel like, I don't know, Christian workbook. That sounds so weird right now. But it was sort of like, here's a little journal type thing to help you know God. Or it was something like that. 
and one of the things it was an exercise that was like write down sort of the stories that you retell the most and like mm-hmm. how you see them because mm. you might reframe uh, this breakup meant this right losing that job meant that mm, in your right. mind that's the story you've been telling yourself right. constantly then the first challenge is to look at it a completely different way mm-hmm. like it was a blessing or like it was the best thing that you dodged a bullet you know whatever it is mm-hmm. um, and then the other thing is to see it as like if you were to design a training pr- like what are you in training for Oh, that's good. Now look back at it. Yeah. Look at all these skills that were developed, all this resiliency, all these insights, all this compassion, all this patience, whatever. Right. Building up to what? Like your life's journey of like becoming a What's person of serenity. Self? Who's yes, your yes, self? yes. So that's looking great. at it as like this mm-hmm. training program was designed for my right. messy human life to get me to a different level right you know and it all had to happen i had to have that knee pain you know (laughs) i had to meet that asshole that almost took all my money you know i had to do all those things even though at the time it was like ah cursing at Mm -hmm. god and struggling and um anyway so i love hearing a life story you know because then you realize like it doesn't matter what the what the fame or the money and it, it, what mm-hmm. matters is the the human shit. The like right. you hurt my feelings. Right, yeah. right. Yeah. And I wish yeah. you'd have told me that before. And right. like no matter where you you watch Bridgerton, you know, yeah, <laughs> and right, it's the right. same story. You watch <laughs> you know, Lord of the Rings, the same story. Mm-hmm. It's like right. we've gotta be true to ourselves and right. we can't yeah. let the enemy win and yeah. the, all of it. So I love the life story. Um, okay. I feel like I should put on a big philosophical rant. No, I hey, love that. That's yeah. great. Hey, it's your show. I'm on a, I'm like a fan. Yeah. Yeah, 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 same. Yeah. Oh, that's talk nice about to this hear. all day. <laughs> no, I know. I was like, this is some easy shit to talk about. <laughs> oh, that's good to hear. Well, so because when I hear your story, um, and hearing you entered into this world where you went from be my baby, you know, to bitches and hoes. And you were like, what? <laughs> and I, it never dawned on me that there was like some young kids who were like, so you guys are really pissed off all the time, right? <laughs> <laughs> Just trying to play the guitar, like wanting to be like, these guys are really good musicians, yeah. but also pretty scary. But yeah. I want to, you don't have the, the discernment. Energy, the yeah. Energy, yeah it's some, right. At any time, some shit will jump off, so. Just yeah. knowing that and the whole energy of trying to hang in there and play that, especially when you're an adult. I would hate to get my ass kicked, three, four, five people beating me up. That's got to hurt. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But <laughs> no. I used to see that. And yeah. I'm like, wow, that looks terrible. I feel, you know. Yeah. But, yeah, the energy alone, as we're cutting these records, and they're very successful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, they're arguing and they threatening Bone Thugs and Harmony over here, you know. They just beat up Uncle Luke from, you know, mm-hmm. the two live crew. You know, it was a and lot of stuff going Uncle on, John, man. y'all. <laughs> right. They were just beating people up left and right in the industry and stuff. So to, to just be a part of that, you wouldn't want to say, you can be on, yeah, yeah, I play for Death Row. You might get jumped. Oh, yeah. So I didn't do downplay nothing. it. Yeah, I yeah, didn't do yeah, nothing. Yeah. I went from the studio yeah. home. And I'm good. I'm, I love to be home. I'm a homebody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I'll yeah. go right to work the next day. But yeah. to worry about the party and this going over here to a cookout and shit, I was like, I, I don't need all yeah. that because that's where all this shit jump off. 
Yeah. And I was way too old for that. <laughs> I guess, you know, it's kind of uh, pretty lucky that you came to it the age you did. Yeah. Because yeah, I think if true. you were six oh, years yeah. younger oh my god yeah Could've you would have shit, you yeah. would have just been mm-hmm. sucked in you would have thought they were doing the right thing you would have right. yeah, because yeah. i think about young people being influenced like as you get older you see those shows where it's like here was a teen star and then this terrible thing happened and then they lost <laughs> their fucking mind yeah. <laughs> and yeah, now they've been right. in rehab nine times right. and they spent 75 million dollars on nothing and you're like shit why don't they give young stars like why don't they all have to go through a program? Which is like they here's all do now, here's though. all the yeah, ways they, you can get yeah. fucked up. Well, yeah. I don't see it. Well, okay, I feel so like, uh, I feel like kids get like it used to take weird grooming to get kids to that level. Now kids are like on Instagram, right. singing, and TikTok. then they've got fifty million mm-hmm. followers, and right. they don't know how to deal with that shit, do right. they? No. Right. What do they think about think themselves? So. How do they perform? Like it's I, terrible, really. Yeah. It's, it's over. It's, a, it's. I feel so sad for what people think they have to do. Yeah. Like they might have seven hundred fifty thousand likes here, and then all of a sudden, I only had ten thousand. You know, and it's like, well, ten thousand. The perception of yourself. Right. The perception of yourself, man. All relative. Oh, yeah. Lord. Oh, Lord. Yeah. And to think about, like, I think about the dramatics. <laughs> well, all of those bands, it's like, we played this many shows a night, everybody going out to shows, and I'm like, wow, that seems like a grueling, you know, two shows a day. Right. When you were doing that, I'm like, holy shit. Amphetamines. Right. I, I used well, to love amphetamines. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would be skinny. Well, like, gee, you lost a lot of weight. Yeah. yeah. I was yeah. on tour. Yeah, and I yeah. have on a nice new suit, little suit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I did a, a book called um, Long Legs and Tall Tales. My friend Christy, do you know Christy Davis? She plays with Dave Boutet. Dave Sounds Boutet and familiar. Christy Davis, they're That's in right. Ann Arbor area, like folk singing duo. But she was a rockette, and she toured with oh, the Playboy wow. Girls of Rock and Roll. Oh, that must have been lovely. Yes, it was. Gee. But those rockette, that career is grueling oh, as yeah. fuck. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like wow. the, the amount of like costume changes and yeah. physical exertion and oh, yeah. kicking in high heels Tough and running point. them downstairs yeah. like go twice a night wow. mm-hmm. for a long time. Just mm-hmm. getting your ass kicked. And they are, they're supposed to look and be athletic. Like they can't ha- hide behind. Nothing. And they still treat their health terribly wow (laughs) it's amazing that they even get away with it but that was a great story too of her like being sort of midwestern apple pie and then getting into this world where you could if you weren't raised right get into all sorts of bullshit as a dancer Mm -hmm. that needs to be skinny you could have gone all kinds of ways you could have gotten in with the wrong men Mm -hmm. but even with the playboys girls of rock and roll she was like I'm not that girl. I'm a dancer. Yeah. You know, she I dance. She had a good family. She had a good family. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She had a good head on That's her shoulders. All it is, you know, I mean, like, For and even, real. That, even then, it doesn't save it, unfortunately. Right. But, no, know, right. no. You, plus, you have to have the right influences because you can yeah. go into something wanting a certain person to think you're cool, and that desire. Right. To get the approval from the, okay, well, this is something you talk about. Like, you started in the business thinking, if I keep Ron Banks happy, that's that's my job right now. Right. And as you understood it, right. this was your job. Right. 
Whereas somebody else could have come in and just said, my job is to stay out of the way or my job. But you were already the connector. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. My job is to help. Like you immediately assumed that that's what I assumed I was supposed to do. Yeah. You know, well, his band, the band before me, when I got there, they hated the dramatic so much that it was hard for me to be around those musicians. Because this was brand new for me, and I was all loving it. You yes. Know what I mean? Oh, mm-hmm. you wanted and to so be. And so what yeah. I just started doing is replacing one by one the, the members they had. Because yeah. even though the keyboard player was great they had, he hated them. So when I got rid of him and brought my guy in, now you now you now there's two less people that you tripping with. Because they would always trip with the dramatics, you know. But you know what happens sometimes when you're too early. They... Those band members were there a little bit too early before the money came. So now oh. they hating, and by the time the money came, here comes yeah. a new band. Yeah. yeah. Only because you didn't hate it so much, you didn't put yourself out. Oh, man. You know what I mean? Yes, you, you know, yes. So you didn't get- I'll see where we dropped off. We had to get the card, get some things deleted off the card. But now we're back, so I want to wrap up for everyone's time. And... We've talked about so much, and we we realized that we could talk for a few more hours, but <laughs> we're going to save you. Yes. We want you to get the book, um, and just Google it, Behind the Wall, uh, written by Jackie Wallace, story of T-Money Green. And one of the things I wanted to wrap up with, two things. One is, out of all the things you've done, Tony, bassist, connector, band leader... Uh, studio owner, the, all that kind of stuff. What do you love? What feels the most naturally good? Like, oh, if I could spend more time doing that, that'd be fun. If I could spend more time, I love recording. Okay. So if I could just keep recording, I would do it. I'm okay. being already over my head with reel to reels and shit like that because yeah. I got so much. I would still keep doing it. That's the only thing I really, really like at this point. Yeah. Yeah. And I like doing compilation because there's so many good artists. Yeah, oh so, yeah. So yeah, I could do a Tony Green album and do play the bass like all kind of crazy shit all in, you know. Yeah. But that wouldn't do nothing to me. For me to have Tony Green's album is going to feature eight or nine new artists. Yes, yes. You know, because and then I'm I'm going to be either doing the music behind it or picking the right track for them and putting my bass on it and yes you know just putting the whole thing together so i just finished the album in in one month wow just recently and it's a it's a banger too it sounds great mm-hmm. so what is that can we get it can uh, we look well, for not it? yet uh, it's not coming, yet though it's uh organized chaos hour three okay okay uh, in 1995 i had or- organized chaos hour one and two okay and we sold a lot of those, uh, especially I had the dramatics on hour two was R&B mm-hmm. and hour one was rap. So this one is rap and R&B, oh, organized cool. chaos hour three. But it's coming 25 years later. Wow. And that's what I like because when I told my people in England about it, they were like, man, I can't wait to get it. Yeah. They just got the book in England, too. They bought it in the store in England. They did? Yes. Yeah. Oh. He said, T, look what's made across the ocean. Or something. Mm. I was like, well, they're huge fans over there. Oh, yeah, yes. So, so. Oh so my that gosh. was That's really, really exciting. good. Yes. But, yeah, so. Well, um, next, I think I want to hear, just in wrapping up, what's coming up. I'll start with Jorg, then go to Jackie, and then go to you, and you can just kind of tell me what's coming up for you that we can – support you or that you're excited about i'll double down on six years of hyped up live sessions you guys this with this um this uh 
this show was written about in Billboard and Rolling Stone during the height of the pandemic, and we were praised as these entrepreneurs who found a way to keep music going. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. it blew up from there. And because of the algorithms and because we like to not, you know, get fake followers, not pay that much, it's kind of the the viewership has gone down a little bit, the natural viewership. So you have to pay a little bit more, but yeah. it's, it's so amazing. Um, we've, we've had, oh, so 50, are we on 50 show or 47 is it weekly? Is it monthly? No, no, monthly. Every, monthly? The, the third Tuesday of the month. Okay. And you go to hyped up live sessions.com or okay. you go to hyped up live sessions on Facebook or YouTube. Okay, okay. And it streams with five cameras, and T Money is yeah. the host. 55, Very well done. Yep. 55 episodes. Yeah. Yep. And it's expanded into um, uh, we do a big show at South by Southwest called Hyped Up South by Southwest. Yeah. And then even T uh, has, uh, we transitioned to at Otis Supply. They do Hyped Up Hip Hop every Thursday. Uh, yeah. Sorry, the fourth Thursday of oh, every really? month. Yeah. yeah. And uh, we're kind of unofficial with that. We're trying to build it, but at least they have the name on it and yes. people know about yeah, it. Yeah. 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 yeah you know, okay. and, um, oh, I yeah. miss yeah. those nights. I used to work at a Firefly night. Um, it was hip hop? No, it was Sunday. Yeah. yeah, it was Sunday yeah. night. Oh, it's the best. Yes. Yeah. It was called Elevation. Oh, Elevation nice. Sunday nights, and it would go from 10 p.m. to 2. Yeah. And that was where MCs came through Ann Arbor, it's and I got best. so lucky. I just happened to be waiting tables there and got to see all these great people come through. After it was tu- awesome. After touring with bands, playing in bands my whole life, mm-hmm. I cannot tell you, it was South by Southwest about 10 years ago, and um, it was actually a band called New Fame that we've had oh, on yeah. here a bunch of times. Yeah. And I was so taken aback by these two female rappers mm-hmm. and just a DJ. Yeah. And I thought that's the greatest show I've ever seen. I I'm done with, ba- I was so sick of bands. I was so you're telling me we don't have to sound check and yes. I get more entertainment. <laughs> I know, I we know. don't have to worry about if something's wrong. And, and so, so I'm obsessed with that. Actually. I think yes. that if a, uh, even a singer or a rapper or a poet has backing tracks, I think, and, and they're looking in your eye and they're just talking and they're just doing everything that, that, that is, beats yeah. everything that I beats it. And if they have some backup dancers, bam, then, then it's over. Then yeah. you got a million dollar show. Dude, right? dude. Okay. Yeah. J- Jackie, how about you? What do you um, think let's up? see. Well, uh, I have a book coming out in probably about two to three weeks called leave your shit here. Yes. Ooh. And it's a collaboration with Liz Reed, who is Let's an amazing psychotherapist. Yeah, and uh, so I'm super excited about it. It's, oh, um, good. It's uh, a workbook, and it's all about um, really getting to know your truest self yeah. by saying the things that you can't say in public or you shouldn't say in public. So it's, it's journaling, um, and it's learning how to resolve the conflicts and um, and how to um, purge your toxic thoughts. And you Girl. can't be more authentic than in this book. And yeah. you really shouldn't be anyway. I mean, there's things you, you shouldn't say in public. Right. So <laughs> You can scream them in the car between Ypsilanti and Detroit, right, exactly. which is what I did all right. the way here. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so. Yeah, that all sounds good. Would you would you want to do a Reads and Weeds about Leave Your Shit Here? Absolutely. Yes, And I know Liz it. would, too. 
Oh, good. And I want to find out about your kids' music, too. Okay. What are their names? Uh, Rocky Wallace. She's in Nashville. And Rocky John Paul Wallace, Wallace is in John Detroit. Wallace. I'm going to send you okay. links. Oh, I'm going to cool, send cool. you links. You're going to freak out. I got them on speed. I represent them. I'm one of them. I'm not official, but I'm unofficial representative. I love it. Well, both of you guys. I know. You're so good at it. I mean, T-Money and John Paul here. Yeah. Whatever I got booked in here, if he was like, I want to get in, I'd be like, oh, all right. I just have to lie to the other group right there. <laughs> <laughs> well your Tony, uncle tony yeah I got it tony what about you what is so hyped up live what's next what's the very well, next one jeez uh, okay here's the um the game plan so i just finished okay. an album just finished an album. i gotta do the last mastering on it mm-hmm. and that album is going to snoop okay for death row and that's the way i told them they i got them waiting for this project that I said I wanted to go to death row. Mm-hmm. And what it is, I cut a lot of songs and they sound like death row mm-hmm. type of music, only newer and yeah, Detroit yeah, yeah. style, you know. And uh, and I did some really good R&B. And so I'm just going to master it up and I sent it to Snoop. Now, he could like the whole thing and all I would be looking for is like a marketing, a marketing budget. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then some, wherever they had to run that from, I, would, I know what I would want to do, and it, you know, I'd rather. I've I've never been a guy who would try to steal money, you know, or try to worry about how much money. Uh-uh. I like the guy say you got a thousand hours a week in the studio. I'd be like, damn, that's a lifetime. You know, I'm yeah. cutting a lot of stuff and cutting, cutting, cutting because I just like to, you know, plug in my bass and come up with some shit right quick. Mm-hmm. So, I like to right now just push this album where I'm going to. If they don't like it, then I'm gonna be the competition. Mm-hmm. Because it's time for my music to be heard more. And what I yeah. decided to do is give it away right now. Yeah. Because Spotify and all of that penny ante shit ain't for me. Yeah. I'd rather give it to you. Because mm-hmm. if I gave you a copy, you, it's about 10 more people you might tell about it that might want to. Oh, copy. yeah. Oh, yeah. So uh, right now, that's why I've been coming out the vault with all kind of stuff, giving it. Mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. just putting it out there. It's like the record we gave away at the book signing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, people really liked it. You know, I just gave away a 12-inch. If you, if you signed up Ooh, for fun. the book, you know, yeah. I'll give you this 12-inch recording unreleased and autograph it. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. I've got plenty of collection type shit like that. So, yeah, it's just time to give it away. I want to give it away. Nice. And then it's, some of it will probably stumble up on some soundtracks or whatever. I mean, yeah. we open for the deal. Yeah. But in the meantime, it's a lot of great music I want to flood. Yeah. Because I just done it. I've, I've been mm-hmm. doing it. I've been out yeah, doing everybody out there. doing it. Yeah. I know how much because nobody likes to work that hard. <laughs> <laughs> you know, nobody. Yeah, I was yeah, crazy true. with it. You know. Yeah. But if you do, you know, if if you if you feel like better when you're doing it, then yeah. Some people do like to work that hard, you know. Yeah. yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, so so when, do you know what the next Hyped Up Live is, Jord? Next Hype Up Live, like I was saying, is every third Tuesday of every month, okay, which means that the next Tuesday. one is going to be November. Let's see how quick I can look at my calendar. November 15th. November 15th. November 15th. You come, you can come here and be in on it. Yes, you can. Okay, and cool. um, we, we, we only have a limited number, so we don't promote it. But okay. that's why we always ask the act to at first 
try and get at least 10 to 15 people just oh, so that um, and then open just, it up a little bit just a little uh well actually no we it's, it's really 10 to, 10 to 15 public. no 10 to 15 people is kind of like the most we have oh, in here okay. and it looks like it's like it's 40 just a studio audience y- yeah oh, but gotcha. we encourage okay. the band to bring like their closest friends or use mm-hmm. it as a way to like um do you know give out stuff to hardcore fans that may oh, want to see something yes. but in reality everybody can see it because you can watch it from your yes. couch facebook awesome. yeah facebook awesome. live and it's so amazing Eastern. That's right. Oh. 8 p.m. Eastern those guys time. mastered yeah. the sound. They did. Yeah. During yeah. the pandemic, nobody could, no. could yeah, we, come yeah. close to what they learned how to the do. The production is Except amazing. for a couple of shitty episodes. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. well, I, I yeah, a watched of, a couple of episodes. <laughs> Where we almost got fired. <laughs> <laughs> I was like... <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. my gosh. Well, never, I, it's live. It's live, baby. Yeah. Oh, I live. know. I, w- I watched yeah. a couple of episodes and yeah. was thinking how good the sound was. Because yeah. a lot of people do... A live stream, mm-hmm. but the sound is not uh, always great. Uh, 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 right. <laughs> it's not always great. They will get an award for that. That's what but, I'm saying. Yeah, the yeah, production is, sure. is I'll great. tell you, T, uh, the one thing I always tell people, if when, while I was touring 20 to 30, what would you tell your younger self? And I would have said, film every goddamn second of every single day. So I don't, re- I don't know if T even thinks about this, but no matter what, T, when you're dead and gone, we got 85 hours. <laughs> of footage right. of you introducing some of w- some of the most oh my gosh. yes yes, yes. A few yes. Artists have gotten this right. is a legacy we'll From be able to release all this show. on dvd someday or whatever the hell's it's gonna be in 10 years you yeah. know? behind the wall yeah, yeah. continues behind, yeah, I know, right? everything yeah Love so it. we have it. a lot of content and yeah. that gives us a lot of hope so well, hey so look jackie uh-huh. who in the beginning, it was like, T, you know, we, we need to do some paperwork on these people, you know, and if anything could happen or whatever and shit, and and maybe, you know, what if somebody got discovered or something? These are like some of her words verbatim. Yeah. And I'd be damned if three people hadn't been signed uh-huh. out yeah, of here. Yeah, yeah. We're yeah. not going to get shit out of that. No. Right, right, right. And they're not going to come back and say, T, damn, because you put me on that show three times, man, my man seen it and loved yeah. to sign me up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, and... and All right, where's my cut? Yeah, we'll be forgotten <laughs> yeah. in, uh, in no, no time. No, never. Yeah, yeah. But uh, never. we wouldn't if I paid attention to Jackie, yeah. but I was just always on some old... Well, let's get to know everybody first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Jackie, like business let's is business. Behind, let's stay behind the wall. It seems, <laughs> you know, it seems so distasteful damn, to bring to bring paperwork and bureaucracy right. into this vibe right it now. <laughs> but you got it's to. Hard. Yeah. You got to. It's, it's also a lot of responsibility, T. You know, when like you're like, no, I'm gonna get twenty percent of your stuff. They're watching you like a hawk. Yeah, yeah. You know, and like you got yeah. other business too. So if somebody else is popping, they get mad. I don't even want to be part of that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Jeez. Well, so thanks, y'all, so so much. Thank you. This yeah. Is great. Yeah, you've been beautiful. Oh, so how can people so find you. your podcast? Oh, Reeds yeah. and Weeds. So we're on all oh, the yeah, streaming. Oh yeah, we all tell our stuff. Reeds okay. and Weeds. We're on all the streaming platforms, and um, I'm doing the holiday show again. That's in December. I'm doing Fifty First Jokes again at the Ark. Um, Hyped up live. I want to come to one of those hopefully to the holiday party something we'll hang out mm-hmm. again wait a minute do. i have an idea okay i'm in charge of ideas oh okay wouldn't it be fun <laughs> to have shelly do some comedy before music oh you want to be a, yeah let's do it mm-hmm. okay well it depends yeah. on the dates show. but we'll talk okay. we'll talk we'll talk we'll talk december 20th we don't fun. have comedians that could be a new thing yeah, well, we no, never did that. Cool, no, let's do it. Oh, yeah, man. 
Man. We okay. never had that. December twentieth, because I'm doing the party that day. And then so. You, yeah, you can How cut your set fun. out, and there'll sure. be a filmed five camera set for oh, just you to you know use to get booked. Right? It'll be ah, great. Yeah. Ha, ha, December twenty. Yeah. December twenty. So here it is. Shelly's gonna twelve twenty. What do you think? Twelve twenty. Yeah. It's a 12, Tuesday. 20. This is a lot of pressure, but probably Shelly. yes. Because I say yes to you shit. You just show up here at six, <laughs> six, six o'clock. Do it. Sound check, and then you're on. What am eight I wearing, you guys? Whatever you what want. Whatever you want. Whatever you want. I think you know what to wear because you funny. You could be funny as hell. We never had that. What would that be? That'd be nice. Yeah. Yeah. We'll do something completely. Different. Then we'll still have bands after right. doing right. planning. Music. We're planning our next thing. Yeah. I should have known this. See, now that I know you guys, and we're all like, yeah. okay, what's Are you our all next in now? thing? Yeah. What's our next thing? She's like, damn, yeah. Yeah. I, I was almost done. I should have just no. stopped it. You guys yeah. escape now. We right. got no, you. No, no, <laughs> no. I'm into it. I'm into it. So thanks so much. This has been Reeds and Weeds with a York. Thank you very much. Yay. Thank you very much, Jackie. Thank you very much, Tony. Thank you. This was Bye. Fun. Thanks for Bye. listening.